This is Bariatric Life Podcast with Amanda and Chris. We are not doctors, nor have we ever played one on TV. Please follow your doctor's advice. We are expressing our own opinions. You can always reach us on Instagram at Bariatric Life Podcast or on Amanda's Instagram at Amanda's VSG. Thanks for listening. Check out the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to Bariatric Life Podcast. This is Amanda. And this is Chris. And today we're talking to Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. First off, give us your Instagram handle. Uh, Lindsay.lee underscore VSG. Which makes me believe you had VSG. Yes. <laughs> when, did you, when did you have it? I had VSG surgery in March, March 15th of 2022, so this year, almost six months. That's awesome. And if you're comfortable sharing, what was your highest weight? My highest recorded weight when we started the program was 355 pounds. And where are you now? I weighed in this morning at 238. Oh, woohoo! Yeah. 116 pounds down. Wow. That is amazing. <laughs> and do you have a goal weight in mind? Uh, well, you know, the dreaded BMI. Yeah. <laughs> according, according to that, I should be somewhere between like 120 to 150 pounds. But um, I think I would feel really good at like 170. But I just feel like when I, when I get there, I think I'll know. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that sounds good. And Just want to be healthy, <laughs> of course. Yep. And why did you choose weight loss surgery? So I kind of battled my weight most of my adult life. I was kind of the athletic um, teenager, um, bigger than most of my friends, but not really uh, an issue with you know being overweight at that time but I went through a divorce in my early 20s and just started packing on the pounds and um, quickly realized actually I shouldn't say quickly it took a long time to realize that I had an issue with food addiction and um, just could not get a handle on it I had a I had you know handle on every other area of my life it felt like except for that it was just out of control so um I researched it for a long time but was skeptical um about just surgery in general and um I kind of shared the belief of of the stigma that's out there which is why I want to talk about my experiences just to kind of um stop that belief that it's the easy way out you know and that um you know that it's just a quick fix to things but 
um, once I was really honest and, and truthful with myself about the struggles that I had and that this was a tool that could work for me, um, it made it a much easier decision. <laughs> was there a proverbial straw that motivated you? Um, I, I would say yes. Um, my husband, my current husband and I, um, had been trying to conceive and with no luck and we struggle with PCOS. And, um, so that was, I, I ended up having a chemical pregnancy and I know it was because of my weight. And so it was just kind of like, why am I making this struggle even harder on myself when I have this amazing tool at my disposal that would change my life drastically and potentially, uh, you know, help fix the infertility issues that we're having. So that was kind of what did it. (laughs) And why did you choose VSG over other options? Well, there really was no, um, no main reason why, you know, I think I, I believe both uh, options or all options are, are, are good depending on where you're at and in your own journey. But for me, um, <laughs> I just had like this weird feeling about the bypass and like having part of your stomach just still hanging out in there. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I just wanted it gone <laughs> was really the main factor. And I didn't have, um, uh, acid reflux or any other conditions that my doctor would have recommended bypass or, uh, what's the other one? The DS duodenal switch. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you, that's how you say it. Um, neither of, you know, one wasn't better than the other, uh, medically speaking for me. So, um, I just felt really good about VSG and I had a couple of family members that had had it. And so that's the route I took. Did you go through your insurance? I did. Um, so I work, um, I'm from Colorado and I work for a large hospital. And so we have amazing insurance. And so I, I'm, I got really, really lucky. It was very easy for me to be able to kind of move through that process. I still had to do all of the requirements, um, to get the surgery. I still had to do all of the um, psychological evaluations and meet with a dietitian a certain amount of times and consultations and, and different things like that. Um, but my insurance covered it. Um, I, I had a very small copay and was very lucky in that sense. How long of a process was it? Um, so I started the process. I'm almost at one year. Um, I had my initial consultation with the surgeon uh, September 19th. And then um, I had surgery in March. And really the only delays were because of COVID. Yeah. There was like a flare up in the beginning of the year in 2022. So um, that kind of pushed it back a little bit. Um, but it was really a pretty quick, quickly moving process for me. That's good. Did you have any complications after surgery? Uh, no, I, very easy. <laughs> no complications. Um, I, I had, I I had like elevated blood pressure when I was directly out of surgery. Um, and then they were having a hard time getting me into a room. Um, and so that was really the only thing that I had a 
hard time with, um, but the nurses were great. They took good care of me and they got me on to, I want to say it was called a bolus IV. So they just gave me extra fluids in my IV throughout the night and my blood pressure evened out. It was just more of like a pain management thing, um, but I was sleeping most of the time. So, <laughs> but other than that, no. How has your PCOS been affected by your weight loss? So it has improved greatly. Um, I wouldn't say all of my symptoms have gone away, but um, following surgery, um, I've been tracking my my cycle and it has been on the dot where before it was like months without a period um, or months of bleeding, um, lots of like cystic acne that has resolved. Um, I still have a little bit of um, of the hair growth um, mostly on my face and my chin. Um, but it's like almost nothing compared to what it was pre-op. So, um, oh, that's, that's awesome. changed. Yeah, it's changed a ton. Um, but I, th- I would say those are the main symptoms. Um, but I can, I can definitely tell that there's been improvement, um, but still some lingering things cause it just, it, uh, it'll never go away completely. Right. Did you have any health conditions prior to VSG that have improved now? I was borderline for like almost everything. So I consider myself like a ticking time bomb. Yeah. Um, I was, I was borderline diabetic. I was borderline high blood pressure. Um, my PCOS was just getting worse and worse every single month. Um, and everything has resolved since then. My A1C came back as uh, perfectly normal in my recent blood work. Um, My blood pressure um, the other day was like 121 over 75. Like (laughs) everything is is so much better. So it's just, it's been completely life-changing. That's awesome. What kind of support system do you have? Um, So my husband has been amazing throughout the whole process. Um, I like to say that... (laughs) we took the scenic route to find each other and lived a lot of life. And, um, you know, he's, he met me at my almost worst and loved me at my worst. And here he is, you know, cheering me on through this process. Um, and my family has been really great too. my parents and his parents, they've all been really supportive in in the process and just, um, cheering me along. And are you still seeing your surgical team? Um, yeah, so they, they try to see you, uh, three months, six months and a year. And, um, and then if you need any additional support, like, um, uh, extra meetings with your dietitian or something like that, they'll accommodate that and schedule that appointment. But, um, they've been great, a great resource when you need them, but sometimes it's just kind of like, a Check in. Uh, yeah, just check in and see how how you're doing. Um, it's not like a one size fits all program, but it sort of is. You know, yeah. <laughs> you have to kind of initiate the reach out if you're having any specific struggles. Right. What were the dietitian appointments like? So initially, it it was um, like pre-op appointments were a lot of just education about um, what to expect with surgery, 
what to expect following surgery and just educating, um, educating me on like, uh, good nutrition, which I'm, I'm a dental hygienist. So I feel like I had education about like nutrition in general, but specifically like having, um, food addiction and just those types of struggles. You never really talk about that. Right. So, um, knowing what to eat and why you're eating it and, you know, those types of things. Those were a lot of discussions that we had early on. And then since surgery, it's been more um, focused on the goals that I'm trying to hit and, um, you know, more talking more about how to make it more of a lifelong thing. Right. So. Excuse me. I I would say they're helpful. Um, And and if you if if somebody who's looking into surgery, their program doesn't provide those, I would find that kind of a resource outside of of a program just because I felt like they were helpful in just how to prepare and what to plan for. Yeah. So now that it's been about six months since, since your surgery, have you had any bouts of buyer's remorse? I wouldn't say so. Um, I'm not really at all. (laughs) Uh, I'm very thankful. I I feel like it's changed my life in so many ways. I feel like I can do so many new things. Like my husband and I were out on the golf course and you wouldn't have caught me dead on a golf course (laughs) unless it was driving the cart and and hitting up the cart girl for a beer or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) I was not playing. Um, So to be out doing things that I would have never done before, um, or, you know, that sort of thing, just feeling good and, and being able to move my body more and not be in pain and, or out of breath uh, at the simplest tasks. It's just completely, it's like a new life. I'm living a new life. (laughs) That's awesome. That's great. What has been your favorite non-scale victory so far? Oh, um, crossing my legs has been a favorite. <laughs> um, it just feels so feminine to be able to sit like that. And yeah. so I love that. Um, uh, I went on a girl's trip to Tahoe this summer um, with a girlfriend of mine, lifelong friend, and we went parasailing. And I asked the the guy that was driving the boat, I said, if I was, I was like down a hundred pounds, I think at that point, or 100 or 95 or something. I said, if I was 100 pounds heavier, would I be able to do this? And he he was like, I don't think so. And if you were, you'd probably have to do it by yourself. You wouldn't be able to do it with your friend. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, you know, like this is this has changed everything about just even being able to participate in things with friends or, you know, doing things that are just that seem so everyday easy tasks uh, now are easy for me where they weren't before. Yeah, that's an amazing NSV being able yeah. to parasail with your friend. Mm-hmm. Chris wouldn't parasail with anybody. Nope. <laughs> I'll do the boat. I'll let them know if you fall, but I'm not getting in the air. I don't do heights. Oh yeah, if you're if you're not a heights person, yeah, that would definitely be <laughs> a no go. I would just pass out. I'd be dead weight. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Um, I, Nat, I, we're, he- we're headed to Mexico in uh, November. So I want to do a zip lining thing. I think. Um, <laughs> what part of Mexico? Um, Cancun area. Oh, okay. Oh, south of Cancun. So lovely area. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I can't talk him into doing any of that stuff. Nope. <laughs> and that's now, okay and now i'm at a size where like i would want to do that kind of stuff but i don't have a partner <laughs> no you do i'll cheer you on from the ground oh okay. Find a friend. The ground. <laughs> i don't think my husband would would have gone parasailing with me either so find a girlfriend <laughs> you go baby you got this you got this Oh man, she's so high! I started to get vertigo on the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what would happen. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any favorite non-food rewards? Oh, I'm I'm all about the mani pedis. I do that all the time. Um, as far as like big rewards, I would just say like doing those things that I haven't done before. You know, mm-hmm. um, treating myself to those kind of rewards is, is fun. Um, and, you know, and you get the non-scale victory out of it too. <laughs> and they're great experiences and memories. Right. Yeah. Or like, um, clothing has been fun. It's been fun and daunting at the same time. Like, you know, you walk into a clothing store and you're like, Oh, should I go over to the plus size section? I could, or should yeah. I go over you know like and you feel like you're an outsider wandering around in the normal size <laughs> yeah but that's been kind of fun to to pick out a piece of clothing that you know you wouldn't even imagine fit like I had a romper I bought a romper who know me and a romper a year ago oh my gosh that would have been a sight but <laughs> <laughs> I found one and it fit and it was like oh extra large and I was like oh my gosh this is crazy (laughs) I was actually looking at those like long pant romper jumpsuit things today Uh and I was Uh like I can't believe I'm actually thinking about ordering one of these right I would have never worn that before right or I would have been you know that's how I felt I wouldn't have ordered it I wouldn't have looked at it I wouldn't have even like given a second thought yeah <laughs> I certainly wouldn't have tried it on but I'm glad that I challenged myself to doing it because it, it looks dang cute <laughs> that's awesome do, do you work out at all um so I don't work out too much and I definitely don't work out like crazy workouts um but I do try to walk I have a loop around uh, our neighborhood that measures about two miles and so I try to do that at least two or three times a week. And I'm trying to get into the habit of um, doing just like small weightlifting, you know, with light weights here at the house, just, you know, arm raises or whatever. Um, yeah. But that's been the extent of my <laughs> working out. That sounds really good to me. Yeah. Two miles is not a short distance. No, but it's a very leisurely walk. <laughs> I mean, Even still. You're getting out there and moving. That's what matters. Yeah, that's what I tell myself, too. It's like, At least I'm doing something. Sometimes I feel like I should be going to the gym and really pushing it, but 
it's just not really my style either. I'm not, you know, I'd rather be doing an activity that, you know, is a little bit more activity or movement rather than, you know, going and walking on the treadmill or pumping iron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a pumping iron kind of gal. No. <laughs> Golf has been fun though. That's been, you know, you get my steps in that way and more of a workout than you, than I at least thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> Give my husband a hard time about it. And now I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> this kind of hurts. You are moving. <laughs> Has there been anything that's been physically or emo- emotionally challenging for you? Um, physically, I would say like directly after surgery, just like really those first few weeks where you're just like trying to get used to this new life and this new stomach and, um, the restriction that you have and, and the change, the drastic change in your diet, that's hard to get used to, um, in the short term, but it's so worth it in the long term. Um, emotionally, I think just like my mind has not caught up with where my body is physically, um, not all days, but some days where you're just like, you look in the mirror and I still see 355 pound Lindsay. Yeah. And, um, that that's been hard. Um, like I said, some days, but not all days. And then certainly the hair loss has been really difficult for me. (laughs) I feel like I put a lot of, um, of weight in my like hair and my face because I was always the the gal with the pretty face right right and um and my hair went along with that and now my hair is much much thinner than it was um and so that you know washing your hair brushing your hair and seeing it come out really takes a toll on you but it is again you know it's worth it well and it's temporary because I'm I'm only like a month and a half ahead of you mm-hmm. and my hair loss has started to slow down quite a bit. Oh good. That gives me hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was just like, I, like all of a sudden I wasn't losing as much as I had been. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Like maybe <laughs> we're on the other side of the hill on, on this, this little adventure. When did your hair loss start? It was around three months. Okay. Yeah. That's when mine started. And I, th- I thought right out about three months, maybe like three months in a week or so, I was like, Ooh, I might get away with nothing. And then wham, <laughs> it hit me and I was like, Oh God, I'm going to be bald. Yes. Well, I'm, I have pretty thick hair. So luckily it hasn't been noticeable on me, but I mean, I was losing quite a bit of it. Yeah. Clean the drain out a few times. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my husband says too. And when we started this process, I told him, I was like, I'm really afraid of losing my hair. He's like, what do you mean? You're already losing your hair. I'm cleaning out that drain all the time. I'm like, no, (laughs) it's going to get worse. I know, same here. And luckily I had cut mine quite a bit shorter before I started losing it. So otherwise it just would have been even worse. Yeah. I recently just cut four inches off of it and I was like, dear God. (laughs) (laughs) But like, like you said, it's temporary. I know it's temporary. So I just keep telling myself that, but that, that is a a 
you know, a hard part through this process for sure for us women. I'm sure men experience that too, but. It is. And somehow I thought like, oh, that won't happen to me. And, but it did. Right. Or no matter how much you try to prepare for it. Cause I was like, this is going to happen. I'm going to lose hair. <laughs> but until you're actually like pulling the hair out when you're cleaning your, your uh, hairbrush or your, you know, running your hands through your, through your hair as you're washing it. You just know what, nothing can prepare you for that. I know. So besides Mexico, what else are you looking forward to? Um, so my husband and I are, are going to try and start a family. And so we're certainly looking forward to that. We're going to try and wait as close to the year as possible, but we're in, um, close conversation with our, um, OB and with the surgeon's office and just because I'm older, I'm, I'm going to be turning 36 this year. And so the clock is ticking. <laughs> and so um, we really want want a family um, and at least try naturally as long as we can, as long as it's safe. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing that we're looking forward to in the horizon. But um, yeah, I, other than that, we don't have any other real trips coming up or anything like that. Just living life, a new life, a new good life. Yes, that's exciting and exciting to start trying for a family, too. Yes, it is scary, but fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have three, and some yeah. days it's like, wow, that's too many. <laughs> That's awesome, though. <laughs> <laughs> what tips would you give somebody just starting out on their journey? Um, goodness. Like as far as surgery or just life after surgery? All of it. Okay. Um, for surgery, I would definitely say um, don't get down when it's hard in the, in the first few weeks. Um, Remember that it gets better and better every single day because it does, um, even if it feels like it's never going to get better. <laughs> yeah, those um, first few weeks are really tough. Yeah. And remember why you're doing it. Um, you know, you, you put yourself through that process, that pre-op process for a reason. Um, and so hang in there. <laughs> Um, and then for life after surgery, um, just embrace that it is your new life, you know, embrace all that comes with it. And no matter, you know, if there's any skeptics or family or friends that aren't providing you the support that you need or that you want, or that you think that you need, um, you made the choice for a reason and, um, yeah. And there's always other people that will provide the support. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like the Instagram community has been huge in that, you know, it's like so many like-minded people who are willing to cheer you on no matter what, you know, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, at the end of the day, it's, it's your health. And, you know, that's, that's what I had to just really come to terms with is what kind of life do I want to live? Like I wasn't living. I, I didn't realize how bad it was, like how bad I felt, because that was just my normal. 
Yeah. You know, and we become so accustomed to living in in a a space, you know, physically, mentally that seems to be working, but literally I was a ticking time bomb and I wasn't having much of a life at all. You know, I would avoid things. Um I was with a out with a friend of mine not too long ago and she was saying you just have so much more energy you're you're just like more eager to go and do things and it's not like really strenuous activity it's just like anything yeah. <laughs> i didn't want to do anything because i you know i didn't feel comfortable how i was living i didn't feel comfortable with how i looked and and so i just would rather have just been reclusive and at home than participate in my life you know and i think through this process i've learned a lot about just intentional living being intentional in my relationships being intentional in my decisions for myself and and planning my days planning you know planning my life and being an active participant rather than just sitting on the sidelines of of my own life so there's a yeah. thing i heard once and i can't remember who said it but it's um, there's a very big difference between living and existing and you don't yeah. see that difference until you start living. Right. Until you're on the other side, you know, it's like you just until you, you start doing things until you realize that you've just kind of been going through the motions, going, you know, with the flow and until you start actively like doing stuff, you don't realize that you haven't been. Right, exactly. And and knowing what you're in, in control of, too, is something I'd like to mention, you know, like, you're only in control of yourself. At the end of the day, you, you can't control uh, anything else. So what you put in your body, how you move your body, you know, the choices that you make for yourself, it all has kind of like a rippling effect, and it touches other areas of your life. And so I feel like VSG was the perfect tool that I needed to be able to recognize that about myself and take back control of something that I just had no control of in for so many years. I love that. I do. And as somebody that likes control. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. That's me. (laughs) All right. We have really enjoyed chatting with you, Lindsay. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity to be able just to share my experience and my story. I hope that it's helpful in some capacity to somebody. (laughs) I'm sure it will be. And then now you get to enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Yes, I appreciate it. Thank you again. Thanks for coming on, Lindsay. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.